Hello and welcome to the Spandex and Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Hackney, and I'm so happy that you're here. This podcast is a place for conversations about balancing a healthy lifestyle and being happy. More specifically, happy hour. Together, we'll explore all things wellness and wine. I hope you learn a little, laugh a lot, and along the way, know you're not alone on this balanced wellness journey. Ready to jump in? Pour something in your glass that makes you happy because it's time for Spandex and Wine. Hello and welcome to the Spandex and Wine podcast. Yes, it's me, Robin Hackney. I'm a little under the weather, so my voice is a bit off. But the good news is that the conversation with today's guest was recorded ahead of time, so you don't have to listen to me like this through the episode. I sat down with Christina Driscoll. She is the podcast host of She's Brave podcast and also a podcast instructor. And her course is Podcast Mastery, Your Sixth Month Journey to the Global Elite. I think you'll find that you can pull so much wisdom out of this conversation. And I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. Well, hello and welcome to the Spandex and Wine Podcast. Christina, I'm so happy that you're here. I'm thrilled to be here, Robin. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Oh, absolutely. I've been watching you grow on Instagram and love your podcast, She's Brave Podcast. And I'm anxious to hear about how you came up with that name. Um, I know that you've had your own wellness issues in your family that you've had to deal with. So I, if you don't mind, let's just jump into your story. Yeah, I'm going to give you the very abbreviated Cliff Notes version of okay. my story so that we can dive into the good stuff of okay. you know, <laughs> how I grew my podcast so fast and how life changed so dramatically for me in so many great ways. But long story short, I met my husband um, through a hiking club. I live in the Seattle area. He was the hike leader for a hike on Mount Rainier. And cool. I got out of the car at the trailhead and our eyes locked. And it was kind of that whole magnetic thing where you're just like, I need to like get to know this person better. But dang it, I have to tell you, like those trails on Mount Rainier, they are like so freaking narrow. They're so narrow. So I had to like elbow my way to the front of the line, like single file only and get right behind him and chat with him. And, you know, it was like a six, eight hour hike. And I, we got a lot of great conversations in and, you know, the long and short of it is six months later, we were married. And oh my gosh, that's great. And it was very, unconventional because he was 24 years older than me, but I had done a lot of spiritual work on myself in my twenties. I'd had a one marriage, um, just a very short marriage that ended in divorce and realized that I had married someone who was a very controlling person. And that introduced me to therapy. And Mm -hmm. through therapy, I, I really just started down this huge self-development journey, like reading books and everything else. Like, how can I not make the same mistake again when I marry again? Which I didn't. Um, good, my, good. my Yeah. But um, I, I kind of feel like because I had spent all that time really trying to make myself better, I think that was really 
what brought us together. My husband was mm-hmm. 24 years older than me. He had never mm-hmm. married, never had kids. And Ooh. it was just this incredible relationship. And four years later, we had our son. We did have some infertility. But looking back on that now, I'm so glad we had those four magical years, just the two of us. Yeah. And it was one thing. And then another thing, having a child. And then when our son was five, my husband got early onset Alzheimer's. And so... Ugh. It was a long 12-year journey, and I just, you know, again, I was listening to my own heart. I was a financial advisor, and when our son was born, I just changed my mind. I wanted to be a Mm stay-at-home mom. I'd waited so long to be a mom, and so really, uh, all that time, I was a stay-at-home mom, and then I was a caregiver to my husband. Mm -hmm. In society's eyes, Robin, I was a nobody, okay? Really, you know, but... Then everything switched and changed. My husband passed away. Not too long after that, my son graduated from high school. And I had this deeply unsettled feeling. Okay, we (laughs) all get it, right? Like we all get that deeply unsettled feeling. And I didn't know what it was or why it was. But, you know, I have found out that when you get that deeply unsettled feeling, it's because you know deep inside your heart that you're meant for more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, I was I was feeling like a bit stuck. Well, actually very stuck. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't want to go back to financial advising. I mean, I still like enjoy doing it for myself, but I don't want to go back to that. This is a new phase of my life. So I always tell people, just do something Go to that chamber of commerce meeting, start meeting people, like start meeting people. However, join a class online or in person or get yourself out there in some way, because that will lead you to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So I decided to sign up for a podcasting class, not really Mm -hmm. knowing if I had the guts and the courage to do it. (laughs) Truly, truly. I was so (laughs) quiet in the back of the class. Well, you know, in the back of the Zoom class, not (laughs) not even. But then one day somebody said, hey, I want to practice interviewing. Does anybody want to practice with me? And I said, um, okay, sure. And I found that for me, just taking like a tiny step at a time made all the difference for me. Like for me, like trying to set these big grandiose goals out there somewhere in the future was just Mm -hmm. too overwhelming and not really believable even to me. So, but, but I could always set and achieve like one step ahead. And, Mm -hmm. and I want to tell you also the interesting story of how, I picked my podcast topic. So my podcast is called She's Brave with Mm -hmm. Christina Driscoll. That's not how we started out at all. So, okay, yeah. So I really thought that I was going to do a podcast on caregiving because it was such a hard journey and I felt very alone at times. And I, I know there's just a huge need there out in the world for more connection among caregivers mm-hmm. and more encouragement to connect because sometimes yeah. you self-isolate too. And but when I kept, you know, when I when I when I started working on that as my podcast topic, it felt really heavy, Robin. And yeah. it was what I realized is that it was 
making me live constantly in my past, talking about my past was all about, and then I would feel sad and heavy. And when you live too much in the past, you get depressed. And also if you live too much in the future, you get too anxious. So Mm -hmm. that's why everybody's always talking about like, let's try to live in the now and the present, but here's a key secret. That's really not that much of a secret, but if you work with many, many, many coaches and, or, you know, in classes, they, they will have you do this exercise. And it's it's the most powerful exercise I ever did for identifying what I wanted to do with my life. And what it, what it was, was just basically reach out to five people mm-hmm. and ask them what, how they saw me, like, what are my greatest strengths? What do you, what do you think are my strengths? And Robin, the same answer kept coming back to me over and over and over again. Everybody said, you know, you're incredibly brave. You know what? You're really resilient Mm -hmm. and you're 100% authentic. You're 100% authentic to yourself. You're 100% authentic about who you are. You're not, you are unapologetic about who you are. When you make decisions, you don't care what other people think. You do what's best for you and your family. Sometimes that means being unconventional, whatever, but Mm -hmm. that's what they all said. And what I realized is that especially i think in some ways it's almost it's it's just as bad if not worse now for women with social with social media what i'm really trying to I'm trying to get women's brave voices out in the world about how they overcame something how they were able to do something um start up that business is like one of my favorite topics i do yeah. have a lot of ceos <laughs> and people like that on my podcast but i feel like Social media kind of feeds us what we should like, what should bring us happiness and six, and what success looks like. It should look this way. And so unconsciously, we don't even know it, but we're basically just kind of like, oh, well, I need to have a big house and a big car and I have to have this income and I have to look like this and blah, 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 you know, and instead of actually going within and saying, what what is it that I really want? What is it that will mm-hmm. make me happy? Like not what the media thinks, but what do I think? And also I think as women, it's still this way to some extent where, you know, we're taught to be very, very agreeable. I was the most agreeable person you could ever <laughs> imagine, you know, just trying to it's true, yeah, keep my mouth shut, you know, just be sweet and agreeable and help people. And, and that's number one. And I, I'm not saying I'm, not, I'm actually kind of naturally that way too. I mean, some mm-hmm. people are and aren't, but we're also kind of programmed that way as women. And I, it took, you know, all of this self-development journey on all these years just took me to a place of wanting to help other women become their most authentic self, mm-hmm. to put their voice out there, to speak their truth and yeah. Really, that's how She's Brave was born. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, I love that. And in everything that I do, I made a career change midlife in my early 30s. And so I've been in the fitness industry for over 20 years now. And it, you know, it's the same thing. I just want women to feel good about themselves and be healthy. You don't have to look like the person in the magazine. You don't have to look like the lady next door. I mean, it's it's your own journey and you get to choose. No one else gets to decide for you. You have to decide what you want to do and what you want to create. So I love that yeah. message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're doing too, because it's all connected. So I think that 
when you exercise, it gives it gets those endorphins going, which mm-hmm. actually gives you the strength and the courage to take those little steps to live the life of your dreams, basically, Mm -hmm. you know? And then also I know there's psychology behind it, which as I understand, you know, you incorporate that as well, you know, into your coaching and all of that stuff all works together, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how long have you been doing your podcasts? So I launched last January 2nd of 2023, which was my late husband's birthday. Oh. And yeah. New birth. New birth. Um, Yep. And I decided, you know, I kind of, I've gotten a lot better at observing my body and my thoughts. And, you know, I can't always catch them all the time, but I'm getting a lot better at it. And I was noticing that I was really comparing myself to everybody in the class. Like, so anytime anybody else had a big achievement, I'd be like, would I be able to do that? I don't know. So I kind of had to take a little step back and you know, not really do too much on social media, just kind of back away from that and mm-hmm. and just, you know, send love to everybody in the group, but just know that we're all unique individuals. This is not a competition, which I'm 100% right. over that now. Like, in fact, Good. yeah, <laughs> I am like trying to get other women, you know, raise them up in podcasting. I'm teaching a podcasting class. Like you wouldn't believe how they, all the things that have happened. But That's um, in the beginning, like I just needed to work on my own self-confidence. And that meant kind of tuning out a lot of the messages out there in the world and just focusing on me and my podcast. And another thing that I really needed to do was I never, never, never checked my statistics. So it wasn't about that. It wasn't about the numbers and it wasn't about it. It was just about trying to get out there and get brave women's voices out there in the world and have fun Mm -hmm. interviewing. And so finally, one day, one of my podcasting buddies um, called me up literally in May and said, Christina, did you know that you're in the top two and a half percent globally? And I went, what? That's cool. Yeah. And she said, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you really are. Like, just go to listennotes.com, type in your podcast and there you are. And so I did. And I was like, wow wow, you know, that, that's cool. And, you know, and it's just, and it's just funny what you put your attention on sometimes too. I mean, it's funny. It's sort of a divine dichotomy because in one, in one way I couldn't put my attention on the numbers because Mm -hmm. if I had been so focused on trying to reach a certain number and I know everybody likes to visualize and do affirmations and all that stuff and that's all good, but I can only do it like one step at a time kind of a thing. And, you know, and it's, if it's out there and you are really attached like super attached to a certain outcome, you actually mm-hmm. push that thing away from you. Literally, mm-hmm. literally. Like, like I recently remarried, and when I when I was dating again, boy, it's a crazy dating world out there. <laughs> and I thought, you know, like I'm just gonna go on like a million dates. Like it's all a numbers game. Like this was a couple years back, you know. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> just go on. Like if I could do this many dates a week. I'm eventually going to find the right guy. Well, that didn't work out so well. I was very attached to the outcome of finding somebody. So I eventually just intuitively knew to stop. Just stop. Just stop. 
shut down all the dating apps, shut it all down, just kind of surrendered to, you know, living my life and enjoying my life and being happy. And mm-hmm. within a few months, I met my now husband. So there you go. Congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, things are continuing to progress. And I am now in the top 2% globally. The higher you get, the harder it is to make it to the next level. Oh, increment. yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So but then again, like I, you know, I, I've learned so much on my podcasting journey. And one thing I learned about was the importance of a morning routine. So I started doing that. And I felt like it just like I'm a lot more in tune now to downloads, like for lack of a better word, but like just information about what's next for me. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I do in the morning is I I either meditate and or pray. And then I just ask God, like, or the universe, like, what what is it I need to do today? Like, what is it I need to know today? What do you what do you need from me today? How can mm-hmm. I serve? And around September, I got this sudden download that I needed to teach other women podcasting, which if you told me that a year ago, I would have said you're bananas. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I don't know. There's just something that it's so joyful for me. And I feel that there are still so many other women's voices that need to be out there like you, you know, Mm -hmm. sharing messages, encouraging women. And we all have our own unique personalities. So, you know, the one listener may resonate deeply with me and and then not with you. And another listener deeply resonates Mm -hmm. with you, but not with me. So, you know, right. the, the podcasting world is not even close to being saturated. We are so far from being saturated. Yeah. And yeah. um, yeah. So now I taught my first tuna yeah, class. You know, it's it's just um it's called Podcast Mastery, your six-month journey to the global elite. And I had 70 people sign up. Um, it's wrapping up right now. It was only a couple awesome. months a couple of months long. And mm-hmm. I have um I already have a lot of them who are in the top, top five to 10%. So they're doing testimonials. I'm reaching out to them and getting testimonials and then getting ready to to do like a bigger uh, campaign because I only advertised it in one podcasting group. That was it. That was it. And yeah. that was... So I'm going <laughs> to, you know, spread my wings a little more. And then my next class is starting in mid-February. So it's been this crazy journey. And I wanted to say, Robin... I'm 55 mm-hmm. years old. So all you ladies out there who are saying, oh my gosh, I just turned 40. I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned 50. I can't do this. Or yeah. I just turned 60. I can't do it. Hey, guess what? Look at me. I was yeah. a mom and a caregiver. And here I am today. You know, yeah. it's possible. Absolutely. You're never too old to start anything. And in fact, I feel like the older that we get, the more we need to try new things because we get set in our ways. I love um, that I, thought. Yeah, I think so. I, I've i never heard someone say that. And I totally agree. I do think there's a tendency for us to just get actually more and more set. But so we have to mm-hmm. work against that. And it's like... You know, I think people think, oh, well, my peak is over, you know, because I'm not young anymore, whatever, whatever. I had a podcaster ask me the other day, like, if you could have the perfect life, you know, 
describe that to me, to me what that looks like. And mm-hmm. I said, Jeannie, I'm living it. Yeah. I love my life. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. You know, and that's where we all want to be. And it doesn't matter how old you are, right? Mm-hmm. You can start at any age. And that's my goal is to live my entire life always learning, always growing, and always moving forward. And I remember when I was really young, I listened to Louise Hay being interviewed on on the radio back in the day. <laughs> and the interviewer, she was 71 and she was just full of fire. And, you know, the interview asked her like, when are you going to stop? And she said, I'm never going to stop. She said, this is my life. This is what I do. This is what I love. I'm living the life that I love. She said, I still have 20 plus more years of, of like, messages and she called it work, but I don't, you know, it's not even work to her. Like it wasn't work to her. I still have 20 years left of of work and messages and things to get out to people. And sure enough, when she was in her early 90s, she passed away. So it's yeah. like she just like died <laughs> right on cue, you know, like, like, I'm going to do this and this and this, and then I'm going on to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think once you let down those walls um, that you put around yourself and you restrict yourself, then you all of a sudden see so much more opportunity and opportunities come your way more. You just have to be able to let all of that down and decide I, there there are no limits. There's zero limits. We get to decide what our limits are. Yeah. And I would like to add to that, that just even starting a tiny practice in that way, like letting down one tiny wall, you know, mm-hmm. and just experimenting with it and seeing how that feels. And then the more you do it, the more walls come down. And then the funny thing is, and I'm sure you've had the same thing happen to you, is what I notice now is how many people around me have those walls? Yes. Like they they don't even, you know, they have like a rejection answer to trying that thing, like instantly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it's so interesting. It is very interesting. It's interesting. And I mean, it, it can be sad at times too, because you know that there could be so much more out there for them if they would just give it a try. Yeah. Yep. And I think like one of the walls that that you had said earlier, once you let go of that comparison and competition, I mean, that's huge to be able to let go of that. And then all of a sudden, oh, okay. I'm not competing with Robin. Um, we're in this together. We get to we support each abso- other. How we cool are absolutely in this together. And I just want to lift you up and I want to support you and you want to support me. And it's, Same. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think women, we are better, What we're better at collaborating in general than men. And, and in the podcasting space in particular, we're, we're, oops, sorry. <laughs> You'll have to edit that out. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So it, in particular women, we're very collaborative and, and that's something that as I've gone through my journey that I continue to learn. Like I used to be that person who was, I can do this myself. I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. I can do it alone, you know, cause in, in North American society, we are all like very, we pride ourselves on our independence and, and that's good to a point. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of us just, we have taken it way too far. And, and I started in podcasting, it just started collaborating and then you know, collaborating a little more and more and more. And I'm just like, 
You know, I know I really believe that in order to have any kind of successful enterprise, you're going to have to collaborate. Like you're not going to yeah. make it if you don't collaborate. <laughs> hmm No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You're going to need that and support every, and help you know, around there's you. There's always somebody that knows something that you don't know. You know, there mm-hmm. always is. And it's like in collaborating, you say, hey, I learned this thing. And the other person says, hey, I learned this thing here. And it's like you and you also it speeds the process up like of growing your business, the more collaboration you do, the faster your business will grow. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And we're fortunate enough to be in a wonderful group of women that yep. ooh, the help and support is amazing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you mind if we go back to um, your exercise regimen? You said that when you met your first husband, it was on a hiking um, trip. So have you always been an active person? Where does exercise fit into your life now? Oh, such a great question. You know, I live in the Seattle area, but I grew up in Vancouver, British Columbia. And oh, beautiful. My there's so many incredible hikes just that are like less than an hour, you know, from nice. where I grew. So, you know, we jump in the car and drive for 40 minutes and do this some kind of amazing hike with amazing views of the city in the mountains or whatever. And um so my my family was always into hiking and as an adult at, at that time when I met my husband um I I had a really really stressful job. It was it's mm-hmm. called a performance analyst. I worked for I worked for a pension consulting firm and it the stress was so high that I actually had a dear friend and, and colleague um who sat next to me who who took his own life. Um, cause oh he, it was just so much That's stress. Funny. So, but you know, I found that, um, and I was, a, I was a deeply, I have, I have always had anxious tendencies. And actually after my husband was diagnosed, um, with Alzheimer's, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. So that's part mm-hmm. of my message too, is that, you know, that's not a, well, you know, I, I refused to let that be, um, a crutch for me either. Like anxiety mm-hmm. is a hundred percent treatable and it's okay to ask for help with that. And you can overcome anxiety. You can big time overcome anxiety. But I have found that um, during that time at that stressful job, like that was a huge thing where I was insanely busy, but I, I would go, I made an effort um, to hike like a six to eight hour hike every weekend, either Saturday or Sunday. And then during the week, so funny, my next door neighbors at the time didn't have time to walk their dog. And it was a great dog, like really, (laughs) you know, it did great on the leash and I would walk their dog and, you know, on the days, the other days. So, I, I mean, I do feel blessed in that I was brought up in a family that enjoyed hiking. Um, I think I think that was that's a blessing for sure. Because and here's the other thing: I'm really not like one of those like super athletic people. It's like really good at soccer and basketball. And and actually, to be honest, when I was a kid in Canada, soccer, girls' soccer didn't exist. They didn't offer it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was like dance class or nothing. So yeah. 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 (laughs) Same. Yeah. 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 I'm right around your age too. And I live in Kansas, so I don't have the hiking opportunities that you Mm. have. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think we all have to find the thing that we're willing to do, like Mm -hmm. that we like the most so that it makes it easier to exercise. And even I've moved further out in the city. uh, My husband and I live in a 
small town of 8,000 people. And I'm looking out on a half an acre of woods that we own. And then beyond that is a green belt. And I have hiking trails that are less than 10 minutes from my house. So nice. And the mountains are a half an hour, you know, to get in the mountains and hike there. So I've kind of set it up in a good way to make it yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm trying not to be jealous. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, so this is um, spandex and wine. So let me ask you then, what do you pour in your glass that makes you happy? <laughs> I love that question. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, no, I, um, as when I was younger, I was not a wine drinker, but I love wine now. Okay. And I'm super blessed because we live about a 15 minute drive from a little town called Woodenville, again, outside of Seattle. And it it's become this major wine region where there's over a hundred wineries, places you can oh, go to, cool. you can go tasting. And there's like mm-hmm. events all the time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you could go to wine mm-hmm. tasting events, like group events, like at all these different wineries and, you know, and they, and they have live music and, and all kinds of stuff. So my husband and my favorite date night, we tried to do it once a week. It doesn't always happen, but we do wine tasting and dinner in Winville in the wine tasting oh, district. Nice. And, and people think, what, wait, what Seattle, it rains all the time. You can't grow grapes. You are correct. We cannot grow grapes here, but we have these tall mountains, very tall mountains, just east of our city. If you go to the other side of those mountains, you're in a rain shadow, high desert climate. And it's actually very, very similar to a lot of the climate in France. So where they make some of the best wines. So Mm -hmm. it's like these hot, dry summers and the, the grapes, it's just perfect for, for growing grapes. So we grow our grapes on the other side of the mountains in sort of central kind of Washington. And, and then they just, you know, basically bring them over here and then process them here. So that's how that works. Cause people are like Washington wines. What do you mean? Like that's gotta be crappy, but Oh, if you haven't had Washington wines, Robin, you need to try them. I have had some wonderful Washington wines. So okay, yes, good. I agree. Yes. Yeah. 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 And we're getting more and more wining wineries around here too. And I know that, you know, here we also import some some grapes from um California and different and why areas. Not? And yeah. California has, you know, the best growing conditions as well, mm-hmm. like for certain types of grapes, like phenomenal, probably the best in the world. You know, my parents were wine drinkers long before it was fashionable because in the 70s and even into the 80s, drinking wine was not really a thing. Like people were all were still into the cocktails and stuff like that. Yeah. But my parents drank California wines and they always said, California wines are the best in the world. I still think they are some of the best. I love California wines. I love Oregon wines. I love Washington wines. I have a question for you because oh, I'm, that I'm deeply curious about, which is, because of where I've always lived, you know, I, I basically the only wines that I have generally been drinking are are from Washington, Oregon, and California. So, oh, okay. you know, that's generally what's available when you go to restaurants and, and all of that. And um, so those, to me, taste the best. That's the, Those are the oh, ones okay. I get the most excited about. When I try mm-hmm. a French wine, I'm like, this tastes a little strange. But I don't know if it's just that my palate has never really gotten accustomed to, like, a different region mm-hmm. of wine. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that's the case? Yeah. So what I would say is, number one, you drink what you like to drink and don't let anyone else influence you. But two, mm-hmm. I would also say try some different things. Like yeah. I would get, are you a red or white drinker? 
Generally red, especially in the winter. Okay. I did, I will do rosé and white in the summer. I did want to add okay. one thing though. I recently went on a trip to Portugal and yes. I was shocked that I actually loved their wine. Yes. And okay, I know so have yes, port. I love port Portuguese is, wines. Yeah, port mm-hmm. is a whole nother thing. It's very sweet. Correct. It's, you know, but the, so but we're just talking regular wine. I was yeah. like, okay, well, I don't like French wine. How come I like Portuguese wine? That was so okay. interesting. I loved it. Yes, yes. So if I could only choose from one country, I would probably, ugh, if it's red wine, I would probably say um, Italy or Spain. Italy or Spain. Okay. Yeah. Well, I but need to be over is, there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, don't you guys have, you have liquor stores that you could go and get yes. a variety? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Or I can, you know, I can arrange to ship some wines to you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I would try, I would stay with the same variety and try it from different regions. Because what you'll, what people tend to find out is if they like a certain um, region, Mm -hmm. then that can open up some other um, opportunities for them too. So right now you're just into your region, but there's a whole world out there, Christina, that you may fall in love with. Well, I'm kind of excited. I love South African wines. Oh yeah. I want to try that too. I kind of, I'm kind of excited. Mm -hmm. My husband is not a huge traveler. So a lot of times I travel with my girlfriends, but I got to tell you a cute little story about him. He was always told that way back when, you know, he was French. There was like somebody that came over from France, you know, a few generations <laughs> back into Ellis Island, New York. And then my husband got into ancestry stuff and research, and he went back and looked at the records and was shocked to find that this person, when they entered Ellis Island, um, said that they had come over from Sicily, Italy. And 10, but yet 10 years later on a census form, they were suddenly from France. (laughs) And the reason why was that the Italians were discriminated against, in particular Sicilians back in New York City at that time. And so um, it was better to say you were French than Italian. So, you know, that just like literally went down all the generations. So my husband found out recently that he has some Italian blood. And now okay. he really, 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 and it's Sicily. It's Sicily. So mm-hmm. he's already making plans for us to go to Sicily in the spring. And I'm like beyond elated because he's, he's, as I said, Ugh, he's not a huge awesome. traveler. So I'm going to be like trying the wines there. <laughs> okay. I want to know. I want to know everything. I want you to <laughs> okay. keep a little book and okay. I want you keep, to keep report track. back. I yes. love it. Yeah. Yes. Because you're going to, oh my gosh, uh, Italian wines, you're going to love them. Love them, love them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been so fun. So how can the listeners um, learn about you and find you? Yeah. So I think the best place to find me is on Instagram at She's Brave Podcast. You can also check out my website, www.she'sbravepodcast.com. And those, you know, I am also on Facebook and I even have a, a podcasting group with the same name as my course coming up, um, Podcast Mastery, Your Six-Month Journey to the Global Elite. So that's a private Facebook group. Um, At this point, I am allowing people in for free, and you get get free free tips and tricks. And um, anybody who signs up for my class 
gets in for free as well. Eventually, they will be paying a small monthly fee for because it's just such great information. That, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about already offering the next six months class because I feel like I've gone through another learning curve and you know, what comes next after that. And so, yeah, um, within the next next couple of weeks, there will be an early bird special at least till the end of December. You were not going to believe this price. It's $111 for the course. Oh, wow. That's great. Yep. And then... And then it goes up to 222 because I love repetitive okay. numbers. I know they, they yeah. supposedly mean something, but to me, they're just fun, you know? And so, and the regular price is 500 bucks. So okay. you want to get in early. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And will they find that information then eventually on your website? Yes. Probably within okay. the next week or so. Um, there will be actually that you click a link that you click on and then fill it out and pay and get registered. So, yep. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you for it taking time so to be fun. with me. Yes, yeah. I have loved it too, Robin. It's been been a, such a such a energetic, fun conversation. Yes, yes, I agree. Well, you take care, and I hope to talk to you soon in the spring after you go to Italy. Ooh, I love it. Okay, okay. thanks, Robin. All right, bye. Thanks, Christina. I appreciate you taking the time and sharing so many nuggets of wisdom with us. Here are the takeaways. One, dating apps are good, but maybe try local fitness meetups to find your soulmate. Two, just do something. Put yourself out there to try new things. You might just find your new venture and quiet that deep, unsettling feeling. Three, if you live too much in the past, depression can set in. If you live too much in the future, anxiety can set in. Practice living in the present moment to experience a fullness and joy. Four, not sure what you want to do in life? Ask five of your friends that know you best to share what they think you do well. Your answer could be revealed. Five, playing the comparison game never goes well. Learn to love yourself and lift others up for the win. Six, Focusing on a specific goal with a quantitative measure attached to it can become overwhelming. Try focusing on the feeling you will get when the goal is achieved and keep your vision on the feels as your goal. Seven, never stop learning. Make choices to always live the life you love. Eight, try letting down one wall at a time to see what opens up for you. Nine, the more collaboration you do, the more successful you will be. 10. Anxiety is treatable and can be managed. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And 11. Explore wine outside of your region. Open up your world to new wines by trying all kinds of varieties. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and I hope to see you soon. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you take a few seconds to do each or all of the following. First, follow or subscribe to Spandex and Wine. It'll help you so you don't miss an episode and it'll help me because you won't miss any episodes. To do this, you'll just go to the podcast, click subscribe or follow wherever you are listening. Look for the plus sign or follow button. And this is one of the best things that you can do for the podcast. So thank you. If you'd also be willing to give a five-star review, that would be amazing. And lastly, please share an episode with a friend or five to keep the love going. I appreciate you. Thanks.